Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as can't do star jumps, but know where apostrophes go, can't cook, but can bake, and have never found a gadget I didn't need. Humans of Twitter is their stories, in their words, in little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Nick McLaughlin. Hey, Steve. In social settings, Nick, how do you introduce yourself? Um, as what my name. How do you when people hi, say hi? I'm Nicole. Yeah. Um, and people automatically, even though though they haven't seen that it gets shortened to Nick, um, just they do that automatically, which is where it came from. I was never called Nick growing up. Mm-hmm. It was always just Nicole. Um, I've only ever been Nikki to one person, and that was for a boss. Um, a guy that I worked for um, for many years. He's yes. the only person who's ever gotten away with calling me Nikki. Don't like it. Can't stand it. But I, I don't mind him saying it. I think because I liked him, and you know, I respected him, and also I was scared of him. I couldn't tell him not to call me <laughs> Nikki. I just, you know, when people then inevitably in Australian mm. culture we get the follow up question, "What do you do?" Yeah. Oh, um, I was always a secretary, which. Uh, um, you know, it's a term not used very often anymore, but mm-hmm. I still put it down on, on forms. Um, I still think of myself as a secretary. I was a PA to, for forever, basically. Mm-hmm. I um, left uni early, went overseas for a few years, or a couple of years, um, came back and went straight to work as a, as a PA. Um, and that's what I did right up until I left to have kids. Um, and I've done all sorts of things since then, yep. um, largely related to writing and corporate communications, that type of thing. Um, but I still think of myself as a secretary. Daggy, but true. The two years when you went overseas yep. after uni, what was that about? Um, it was actually, it was a six month um, um, break from uni to go and nanny mm-hmm. um, overseas. But I was a crap nanny. I was awful. <laughs> Didn't like it. I mean, kids were great, but I was a rubbish nanny. Um, so my sister and I went over together to um, England mm-hmm. and my dad set up these two nannying jobs through um, work, a work colleague of his, um, which was great. My sister did way better out of the deal and got the the mansion and, the, you know, she was one of several ha- household help Stuff. type peeps. Um, but she was... She, became very close to the family. She's godmother to one of the her charge's children. She's we're all still very close to that family. I, my family was lovely, but we never really um I didn't once I left that was it. You know, I just moved on. And then but so I couldn't get out of the whole nannying thing fast enough because it's terrible at it. Um and so I went to London, moved in with a couple of girls also from Brisbane, as it turned mm. out, which was a complete coincidence, and then um, worked yeah, for a merchant bank in the city, um, which was fantastic. I loved it. So, and then travelled around um, with my boyfriend at the time after that, and came home and never went back to uni. One day I will finish that degree. <laughs> if it kills me, I will finish it. It was an arts degree. Can you tell? <laughs> um, I actually I deferred. And apparently, I'm still technically deferred. Don't they, don't those things have limits? Well, I don't know. I haven't checked. I feel like if I went back and said, "Could I keep? You know, could I pick it up and start again?" That I'd be able to. That could be wrong. I don't know. 
Would you want to? Um, there's a part of me that sort of thinks I really should just to be able to say that I finished it. Um, I was doing French and English. Um, yes and no. There are other things I'd rather do than that. Um, it was never going to, you know, give me a career. It was just something to do, really. You know, you got the right right mark back in the day. It was a TE score mm. um, and that's what I chose to do. It was great. I had a great time. I had a fantastic time at uni. Um, but that was really all. I didn't really put anything into it. Was there a, uh, a university, Nicole, and a home life, Nicole? I really cut loose at university. I was very nerdy at school, like super nerdy. Um, I was a prefect. I... Never did any. The worst thing I ever did at school, um, the day that I found out that we found out we became prefects, Mm -hmm. we wagged the first class so we could go and phone our parents. That was, I know, legit the the worst thing I ever did at school. Like that's embarrassing to say. So um, then I because this is just before the mobile phone, yeah. Oh. Okay, let's go with that. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, there were pay phones involved. Um, <laughs> the, the, so a couple of months later, it was time to go to uni. I had my very first alcoholic drink during O-Week mm-hmm. at the regatta, which, you know, is kind of a badge of honour, having your first alcoholic beverage at the regatta. Mm. Seems right. Um, and that was the, the beginning of University, Nicole. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I, I did really well at school, yes. less well at uni because I was too busy discovering this whole wide world of, of um, socialising and, and parties. And, yeah, I cut loose. Mm. Um, I never did anything terrible, but I had the best time. I made some wonderful friends, people that, you know, I'm still friends with now. So... That university kind of time mm, where you started mm, to experience some life beyond yes. books. Has that, certainly it's shaped you, has that altered how you would respond to your kids um, if they cut loose? Has it altered it? That's a very good question. Um, my, no, no, yes and no. My son um, is two years away from going to uni. He's in um, mm. year 11 this year and very keen to go to uni. Um, he's very, um, he, he's very, um, I hesitate to say OCD, but he's very specific about things. Yes. Um, and he, to my knowledge, doesn't drink and people listening to this will go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're doing now. Um, we, whenever I've taken him to a party, um, dropped him off, whatever, I've said to him, look, I know that there's going to be um, alcohol there. I'd be ridiculous to think that there's not. Here's the thing. I um, Two things. If you drink you need to tell me mm-hmm. because I'm going to know. It's like a superpower. Yep. I will know if you've had even one drink. So you just, you have to tell me. I'm, I'm never going to assume that you won't have anything. The other thing is if you drink, you are not to leave the party. Don't do anything as a consequence of drinking, at least, you know, elsewhere. You must stay at the party. Sure. That's, they're the only two things I ask. Um, and... So far, he's done that, and whenever I've picked him up, he's told me what he's had to drink. He, he, I don't think he particularly 
likes the whole drinking scene. He's a bit worried about schoolies week because he mm-hmm. said, you know, that's going to get really messy. I predict he'll last until ch- the Tuesday and mm-hmm. I'll have to go and pick him up. Um, just because he doesn't like things out of control um, and and that's what happens. He, um, yeah, he, he just doesn't, doesn't seem to get into it that much, um, which is great. Yeah. From my point of view, and uh, but it does make me wonder whether he'll cut loose when he goes to uni. Um, and if that's the case, look, I'll I'll just be there. I will be one of those parents that will say, "Don't get a cab." Yep. Call me at any time of the day or night. I will come and pick you up. I think that's going to be me. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'll be your Uber. I will be his Uber. Uber mum. Some of his mates. And probably many of his mates. Um, I actually don't drink anymore. And mm-hmm. so I am, you know, literally the mother, the parent that does a lot of the picking up. Yeah. Um, because at midnight, if you've had a couple of bevies, you can't go and pick your kid up. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go pick him up. Why did you choose to stop drinking? Um, I had to. I was heading down a a road where I could see my future um, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty bleak. I drank, I say a lot, it wasn't actually a whole lot more than a lot of um, school mums that I hang out with, you know, uh, um, but I couldn't not drink. So I had reached a point where I couldn't do... Uh, an alcohol-free day. I uh-huh. couldn't certainly couldn't do an alcohol-free week, and every Feb fast, every October, every Dry, dry July, July, I would sign up, hand over the money, and on the first of each month, I'd, I'd say, "Well, um, I'll just give them the money." Mm. I couldn't do it, and that was the point at which I went, "Okay, this is a big problem," mm. um, and it was. And I, you know, took myself off to a to a treatment. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it'll be it'll be five years at the on Halloween. Yeah, that was the date that it sort of all all stopped. Um, that I stopped drinking, but yeah, I had to. I was I was going down a path of of potentially losing everything because I was drinking too much. What What was it like in in that treatment program? Um, it's it's it was amazing. It I. It was a two-week treatment program, um, and it, it it was interesting because you expect in something like that to see the cliches, mm-hmm. and you don't. I mean, you do, but you see a lot more than than just the cliches. And I wasn't the only, you know, suburban mum that was there. Um, it it's eye-opening it's it's really confronting you know to sure. to say you're in rehab um and yeah there'll be the i would imagine people listening to this who um didn't know that about me i'm not because i hide it i just and i'm quite happy to talk about it obviously um um partly because if you if you're at a function and you don't have a drink people mm-hmm. go i'll go and just have one and you mm. go, no, look, I, I actually, I'm not drinking. And they'll go, oh, no, just go on. 
so you can either choose to keep saying, oh, no, I don't want to or, uh, you know, I'm not drinking this week or whatever. You can make excuses yes. or you just go, actually, no, I gave up because I, I went to rehab. Generally, that stops them. <laughs> um, and it's just easier. Um, and, you know, it, it was the best thing I ever did. Uh, hands down, best thing I ever did. Um, but it was it was really it was super hard. It's still hard mm. five years down the track. The only um, downside to it, the only real downside, as I see it, is that everyone told me I would lose weight, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I got fatter because. I sort of I replaced alcohol with like coke and mm-hmm. snacks and I felt really ripped off because I had always heard that you know alcohol was a big a big uh, contributor yep. to weight gain turns out not so much for me mm-hmm. um, but that's really the only downside that and having to go to I have to go to a lot of events yeah um and some of those are pretty hard when you don't have a glass in your hand because those events are there's a lot of small talk dry or, or you're in a, a yeah you're talking to people you don't know you're making small talk it's very you know it's very difficult to maintain that mm-hmm. um, without a drink in your hand and it's it is it's a prop but it's a prop that can hold you up um, so that that's hard sometimes um, so that's when I I miss it yeah I thought I would miss the wine o'clock glass yep. of wine, um, the, which is now a thing, I gather. Um, turns out I don't miss that one. I really thought, I thought that would be the worst. The, yeah. You know, five o'clock, getting dinner ready, um, arsenic hour. Yep. Don't miss that at all, um, which is weird because that was the one that I looked forward to the most every day. Um, but I don't. It's, it's, the, it's the going out, socialising with people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, going out to you know friends will say oh you know we're getting together for birthday drinks for someone's 40th or 50th in my case um wow you must have been really young in your class year yeah i was i love you Mm, um um those things are really hard like Mm -hmm. especially because going out for drinks is a thing yeah and when your drink is coke or a lemon lime and bitters or or a mineral water it's it's not the same Mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous to think that it is um, so for those things, I tend to, I don't stay out as, as like, I don't go to as many things. I, it's easier just to not go to some things Sure. than, you know, I, I have probably become a bit more of a homebody. I stay at home a lot more, um, rather than, you know, try and get through those things. Mm. So, you know, but it's a trade off. Um, and as a trade off, I'm happy to make. What's, what's something that you do really well? Oh, I bake really well. So the things in my Twitter bio, like that Twitter bio would now be, what, 2000, uh, how long has Twitter been around? Uh, long enough. Yeah. Um, so let's say six, seven years old. None yeah. of those things have changed. So I'm still really good at apostrophe placement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still really good at baking. I'm better at baking. Um, um, I'm good at at organising other people, not so much myself. Mm-hmm. And that was where my skills strength was I guess as a as a PA um so my own office at home is just it's it looks like a landfill honestly (laughs) (laughs) but I can sort out anyone else's um stuff so um I'm really good at 
um, troubleshooting um, technology issues. Mm -hmm. Um, In particular for my father, I've written about it. Some people will have read about the time my dad lost Google. Mm. Um, I'm really good at that stuff. He rang me yesterday because his Wi-Fi dongle was giving him some weird message so i'm basically his help desk cool i'm really good at that stuff my um same for you know, everyone in my family my husband makes noises about changing from from an apple phone to an android phone and i've told him that that is fine mm. but there's no help desk support mm. at home for for android um devices yes so you know it's his choice really um I could learn, but I have no interest in doing that. I don't, yeah. So that's, yeah, that, look, I'm good at that. Um, what else am I good at? I'm really good at um, um, finding stuff on the internet. So mm-hmm. someone, who was it? Someone on Facebook or Twitter put up a post about a pair of shoes that, oh, who was wearing them? She'd seen... A pair of shoes on a journo. Oh gosh, yeah. Did you did you ever see that? I may have. It, Keep uh, it was I think Christine Jackman. I think it was mm-hmm. put up a post and said, "Oh my god, I need these shoes. How am I going to find them?" And so you know, challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Found them. Um, that sort of stuff. I love that. You know, I love being given a a, a uh, hunt and gather. Mm. task so which you know some would say makes me a really good internet stalker mm. um that's probably true I, i'm not good at that stuff it sounds like the future partners of your kids needs to be very well oh, they really do yeah um having said all that you know i'm i'm very conscious of what that means for my kids and mm. for you know what they see and do online yes um, but I'm also a big believer on going with going with the times that makes me sound so old but I feel like people saying that you know kids shouldn't be using iPads and they shouldn't be uh, you know they, they should be outside climbing trees mm-hmm. yeah. you know I, I feel like what would have happened if in the 30s and 40s and they introduced washing machines and refrigerators. Yeah. If people back then had said, you know, the, um, you know, scrubbing them, scrubbing clothes on a, what's that thing called? Washboard. On a washboard was is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I just, I, I think you've just got to go with what is happening. You can't stop that sort of progression. You can't stop yeah. iPads. You can't stop kids from from using those things. So it's a matter of working with with what's presented in front of you, I, I think. And you know, we we have a million devices in our home, um, but our kids, uh, you know, they get as much exercise and and activity as they want and need, and that's a lot. Mm. Um, but at the same time, they, you know, they, they use their devices as much as I do. And, you know, they see me using them. It would be hypocritical of me to say, you know, to get off your iPad while I'm sitting there on my iPad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, uh, that's something I've got, um, you know, I've got a fairly strong opinion about that. Do you ever, not that you should, but do you ever feel guilty over being, being a mum that works? Uh, 
I didn't, but um, <laughs> it's funny that you asked that question. This week, my daughter, who's 10, um, she's quite hard work. She's very she's smart, but she uses her smart for evil, not good. Mm. She's very manipulative. I like the girl already. She's yeah, uh, she's going to go go a long way. Okay. But she, I was cranky about I don't know, I can't even remember, cranky about something, and she said, "Mum, you've changed since you started working. You've mm. changed. You know, you just crankier and <laughs> and more uptight than you used to be and I think that she's saying that because she knows that will get to me mm-hmm. I don't I genuinely don't think I'm any more cranky or uptight <laughs> than I ever was but um and it was clever because whether she intended to or not it did the trick yep. and it made me sort of stop and think oh okay I should really you know um, make a little bit of a change to how I'm acting. Um, so that was one of the few times that I felt guilty. I'm very lucky because I largely work from home. Mm-hmm. I travel a little bit, um, but I do try and you know point out to the kids that my working is great for them. It allows us to do things that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. I try and point that out to yep. them. Um, so, and I, you know. I feel guilty by birth. I'm Catholic, so <laughs> I, you know there's no getting around it. It's really more just does does working magnify that guilt? Um, only when my kids point it out bluntly, but otherwise, not not so much. Is you mentioned you're you're born Catholic? Is yes. that something that is integral to your life experience now, or something that you lean on? When you need it. Yeah, that, exactly. The, the latter. I'm a really crap Catholic. The church should fall down when I walk in, honestly. <laughs> I, I will not go into why, but um, I lean on it when I need it, um, which is, you know, pretty regular. Mm. Um, and I couldn't be without it. It means something to me. Um, my... Uh, my son goes to a Catholic school. My daughter will go to a Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. Um, she's at a state school now. And, you know, I don't expect them to go to church every week. <laughs> Although my son, I think, goes to church about twice a week because of where he goes to school. But yep. um, um, it's it's important to me that they have that, that um, grounding in it. And then they can choose to use it, lean on it, um, get rid of it however they want. But I'd like them to know about it um, and, and use it the way I do. Is there uh, an enhanced understanding of social justice issues that comes from your Catholic heritage no, well, that you want, you want to see them adopt or they're uh, developing that themselves? Or They're developing that themselves, but it's not coming from um, from religion. It's coming from the internet it's mm-hmm. coming from social media it's coming from school um the, certainly um they're way more aware of the things that are going on in the world than i ever was mm-hmm. or well, than any of us ever were i mean that's you know it's a different world um and i think that's one of the things that's different between now and when we were growing up we were really only aware of things that we were told about mm. by parents or teachers now they can get that they get that information just walking past um a 
computer screen. Um, And in our house, I'm like, we have a lot of TVs. We have a lot of screens. We, you know, my husband was a journalist in a previous life. And so, you know, the the radio or the news is always on. Um, And, you know, and schools are much more attuned to social justice. I Mm -hmm. I know my son's school. um, It's a very big part of his school life is, is they do, you know, immersion programs in social justice, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting question because it doesn't come from religion, you know, sure. um, and it, that was the only place really it came when I was growing up. Given that you're a mum yes. and working hard, happy, you know, family life yeah. and all of those sorts of things, where, how do you find yourself how do you find your independence in that what it, it's important mm-hmm. to to remain to have a sense of self yep. even in the midst of all of those other roles and things that you do how do you find that um i i oh what i'm going to say is not in line with what I see out there on social media, I like to refer to myself as a detachment parent mm-hmm. as opposed to attachment parenting. Sure. Um, I'm not one of those people that must have my kids around me all the time. I enjoy, and even my husband said to me the other day when I was packing to go away for a couple of days, he said, you like going on these trips, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Um, uh, I have very, you know, I, oh, how do I put it? Am I uh, selfish? No, there's ways I like doing things. There's mm. things I like to do. I like to be on my own quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm enjoying my kids as they get older because they're quite good company. In fact, they're really good company now. I thought I would love kids when they were babies and toddlers. Turns out not so much. Um, But as they're getting older and certainly my teenager, um, I find him really good company. Not when we're all together. He and I have quite a special bond, so Mm. we get on really well. Um, I'm very different to both my sisters, um, who I'm really, really close to. Mm -hmm. But... We're, we're extremely different. Um, I just, I like doing things on my own. I like being, this sounds awful, I like being away from my family. I like coming back to them. Yep. But, you know, I've had, if people say, how how do you cope being away from your kids for two or three days? And I'm like, I just do. I doesn't, it doesn't break my heart to be apart from them and I don't mean for that to sound terrible, even though it probably does. Um, that's just not who I am. Mm. Um, how can I put it? A lot of, I was thinking about it the other day. A lot of people talk about how they can't remember life before kids. Yep. I, I don't get that. Like, I clearly remember it. It was awesome. <laughs> doesn't mean it's not awesome now. Yeah. It's a different awesome, but it was great. And And I do remember a lot of it wistfully. Um, I wouldn't change a thing, but to say that I didn't, you know, I can't remember life before my kids. Was there life before my kids? Hell yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, so, I am going to, haters, I'm going to get haters now. 
I don't see why. Everybody's experience is different. And that's part of why I want to have these conversations with mm. people so that we can all understand more about your little patch, someone mm. else's little patch. Mm. And that then opens up some dialogue opportunity to say, uh, because we're just having a conversation yeah. and that might prompt someone else to ask you about this or, or yeah, yeah. you know, those kinds of things that mean that they legitimately learn something or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, challenge you in a way that you're comfortable with, yeah. that, those kinds of things. What's the most exciting thing uh, that stretched your boundaries that you've done? Whoa. Uh... <sighs> that stretched my boundaries. Crikey. Um, I'm a, a step-parent, mm-hmm. I'm a stepmother, um, and I guess becoming a stepmother um, to kids who, they're now adults, mm-hmm. but they were little, they were two and two and four, that sort of blew my tiny mind. Um I never saw myself, never even crossed my mind that that might be something that um, I would do. Yeah. And it was really hard. I'm incredibly lucky because, you know, my stepkids, I adore them. And, you know, they're they're just, they're a hugely important part of our family. And, but it was really, it was hard work, hard work for them too. Yeah. that's one of the things I'm proudest of mm-hmm. is that we have come out the other end of, of 20 years of, of um, blended familying, um, in and everyone has turned out fantastically. The my my two kids yes. are carbon copies of my husband's older two kids. He produced the same children twice, wow. basically. Um, with a slightly different age gap. But um, so my daughter is incredibly similar to my stepdaughter and my son is very similar to my stepson. Um, they're all incredibly close. Yeah. Um, the, the little kids and the big kids just refer to themselves as brother and sister. Um, and I, you know, my husband and I take credit for a lot of that and and the big kids mum as well who I get on really well with she's terrific and you know it was a hard it was a really hard time Um, but I'd say that's one of the things I'm most proud of because it it was it was super hard for a long time Um, and now you know my um, stepdaughter is about to get married you know we all we all went you know to the engagement party together it just the fact that we have all come out the other side and it's not an experience that, that everyone gets to have. Mm. Um, and I know how lucky we are, but you know, I want to give credit where credit's due to myself quite, sure. you know, um, and, and to my husband and to the, um, older kids, mum, we, we really came through for all the kids. Yeah. Um, so that stretched my boundaries. It's not like, you know, um, skydiving, mm. that'd be a different sort of boundary. Um, but it's probably the one I'm the most proud of, yeah. Well, what you've described is very intimidating for a lot of people. You know, people have to face those kinds of situations themselves. Uh, and some of them don't do it as successfully. Some of them have a hard time mm. for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Of and, you know, we're not, we're not, um, I don't think anyone 
has the perfect arrangement. Yep. Um, but we had it, we have it as close to perfect, I think, as it could be. We're, we're so lucky. Um, but we worked really hard for it. We all did. Everyone involved. Um, you know, both sets of, both, both parents, both step-parents, kids, yep. step-kids, half-siblings. Um, we all worked super hard. To, the get, whole thing. to get where we are, yeah. yeah, and now it's great. What's uh, a mistake that you've made that now might seem inconsequential, but that you wish you could alter or write? Uh, in relation to that or anything? Take a oh, pick. Oh, crikey. Um, so many mistakes. <laughs> oh my god! Remember that whole drinking yeah. thing? Um, oh, a couple of jobs that I took that I should never have taken. I Why don't not? Know. Why shouldn't um, I have taken those jobs? Um. Oh, there was one job that I took. I was very young, um, and. It was for a guy who, like, it was true. This this will age me. It was during the Fitzgerald inquiry. It was a property developer. The first time around. The, yeah, the first time around. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it was for a property developer. And um, he was clearly dodgy. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was really green. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that at the time, but it only took a couple of weeks for me to realise that... Um, things were not as they should be so yeah there there was that i went to lunch one day and technically i'm still at lunch as far as he's concerned so yeah that good that never that never worked out um oh i don't know i'm aside from things that changed the course of my life like like drinking Mm. and not drinking um I'm pretty happy with most of the decisions that I made. I'm really happy with career decisions. Um, again, I've been, you know, I've been really lucky. Um, family, I'm blessed. You know, I come from a really close family. Mm-hmm. Um, have I made any really bad decisions? I don't know. Lots of little ones that. You know, ask my sisters, they'd tell you. <laughs> um, Family can be brutal. Have I put anything on social media that I shouldn't have? Um, probably my husband often says, oh, my God, I can't believe you just posted that. Um, but no, look, there's nothing that leaps out at me, mm. really, that I wouldn't do again. Do you have uh, someone that you look to as a mentor or that you seek advice from regularly? Um, yeah, in, in, you know, wearing different hats, yes. Um, I, as, as you know, and Mm. some people listening, my husband is a politician and in local government. Um, and that's, um, as a partner of some, of a politician, that's a, a, not an easy gig. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I when I'm online, I don't hide my um, political 
allegiances, nor do I, I don't think, flaunt them. Mm. I try to keep my online stuff pretty light. But there are times where being the the wife of a politician is hard. And I do have a a friend who is married to a very high-profile politician and she has saved my life on many occasions where it's just Mm -hmm. all been too hard and, you know, I never see my husband and... um, how do I how do I handle this? And she's she's been fantastic. So she's a mentor to mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, my husband is I would think of as a mentor. He's an amazing um, writer, mm-hmm. um, and I bounce a lot of stuff off him. Um, he's also really smart. You know, he was one of the things that. I fell for is he's he's really smart and um, it would be really unusual for me not to ask his opinion about all sorts of things and he just knows stuff I mean I know stuff too but I know different stuff I know Kardashian stuff and Real Housewife stuff but you know he knows he knows important stuff you know um, the way the world works stuff Um, and I really admire that um, so he's probably, yeah, the, the closest thing to a true mentor that I've got. And that's cheesy, I know, but, um, Fair. if I wasn't married to him, he, I, I, I would still think of him that way. Sure. Is there someone then that you are that mentor role for? Maybe not in a formal sense, but someone yeah. that you are comfortable with, you have conversations with. Yeah. I've got a couple of younger girlfriends, um, that, one one who was actually my daughter's nanny and she's since um, set up her own hugely successful business mm. but she still asks me for advice. She gets me to help her write material um, yeah. where, you know, we're really, really close um, in that way. So, and, and there's... I've got a couple of girl, girlfriends like that. So they're a lot, like way younger than me. Um, and they, for whatever reason, look up to me. Um, so, which is lovely, you know, yeah. that's really nice. Um, it'd be nice if, to, to say that my sisters thought of me as a mentor, but not so much. <laughs> we're all, we're all equal. Yeah. I just got a text from, from my sister saying she'd drop the ironing over tomorrow because, mm. you know, I do her ironing. So... There's that. (laughs) 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 What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Um, Hopefully, I will relaunch my blog and Mm -hmm. start writing regularly. And Because I'm kind of a media whore Mm -hmm. in that, you know, I love that stuff. I love having a... A, an online profile um you know i i'll never lock up my accounts mm. um i don't think I, I can't imagine doing that i don't think i have anything to hide um and so i'd like to in, increase my online profile yep. that's see that's embarrassing to say but i look at people like kerry sackville um even even my um younger sister kate she has quite a high media profile mm. um, and I look up to that. I'd like to have that sort of thing. I like 
you know, um, how embarrassing. But yeah. I don't think so. Um, Why do you think that's embarrassing? Oh, I mean, I, you know, I put, I do a lot of things online where I'll put a hashtag up, up myself and remembering that this is a podcast I know, I know, about I know. people I know, on Twitter. I know, I know. Um, I was ecstatic when you asked me to do this. Um, you know, I like having – maybe maybe I should set myself a target, like, to be mm. on the project. Then I'd know mm. I'd arrived. Um, but – It's Channel 10. It's not that hard. Stop. <laughs> um, you know, Ro- Rosie Waterland, mm. um, I think – uh, you know, someone said to me, "Oh, you should do um, bachelor recaps mm. um, and and take Rosie on." I mean, a I would never do that because mm. she's got that that's she's got that in the bag. Yes, I did my housewives recaps and they went over really well, very well. Um, and so, I that's the sort of thing I'd like to do. I'd like to keep keep growing that side of my um, writing. Mm. Um, I don't want to write heavy social justice type material because I think that's being covered far better than I could ever ever do Mm. Um, and I think that there's kind of a need for stuff that's a little bit lighter it's why mostly when I post stuff online you know it it gives people a giggle Um, that's what I like to do I I rarely wade into heavy conversation um, because I don't I don't know I just don't think I could do it justice. I'm much better at the Kardashian stuff. When you get to choose takeaway for dinner, yeah. what is it? Okay, it's either Domino's, because I'm all class, mm. tiny pepperoni with feta, mm. because that's fancy. Sounds it. Yeah. Or um, uh, Indian. Yes. Uh, butter chicken only. Although my husband always gets some, something that involves peas. He would add peas to anything. He'd even add peas to butter chicken, which, mm. you know. Um, Sacrilege. Yeah, I know. Um, or Thai. But it would depend how hungry I am. Mm. Also, it depends on whether we have to feed the kids as well, in which case usually just pizza. The kids aren't fans of the other things? No, they won't. They won't go with anything else. Because, oh, well, my son would... He he loves a butter chicken, but currently his body is a temple, uh-huh. so um, he'll have pizza, but only the low carb base, which is rubbish. Mm. Um, you may as well eat the box. I know. So, but so, but at least there's an option, as far as that's his opinion, that there's an option for him. There's really no option in Indian, mm. um, but I do love a good butter chicken. Nick, thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for sharing what you did. Know that you are a, a valuable person and highly valued. Thank it's you. very important. Nick, obviously on Twitter, you are at Nick McLaughlin. Yep. Are there any other social media accounts you want to own up to? Oh, um, uh, well, I only I do Facebook, obviously. Um, but I think on Facebook, I'm Nicole McLaughlin. And Instagram is the same as Twitter, mm-hmm. Nick McLaughlin. Um, but I, you know, I, I cross those over, so... Um, they're the I, I still don't even know what Google Plus is. I have no intention of ever finding out. Um, I don't feel like I'm enough of a grown-up to be on LinkedIn. So it's really Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. This has been Humans of Twitter and I can confirm that at Nick McLaughlin is indeed human. <laughs>